uh, word about the hindrances, the talk last night. Um, just wanted to say that just because we're uh, aiming towards seclusion from the hindrances before we get into access concentration doesn't mean we can't revisit a hindrance once we get the mind concentrated. But now we're going to look at the hindrance with a less egocentric mind. So you don't have to bring up back up a hindrance uh, with a concentrated mind if you don't want to. And certainly right now... Um, uh, we're, you know, most of us aren't in the jhanas yet, but um, but you can, and and so this will be work for as we progress through the retreat. You you get secluded from a hindrance, you abandon a hindrance, but it's a really uh, sticky one. It's one that really can uh, uh, cause a lot of suffering. So you might want to bring it back up after you get jhanically concentrated and incline the mind towards insight. And what you'll do your insight work on that time is recalling the hindrance that was particularly uh, filled with dukkha and look at it with a less egocentric mind and um, just see if you can get an insight into the situation. Now, of course, we are going to give you a lot of stuff to do insight work with that is more Dharma-related, but um, personal hindrance work is really necessary. So, Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. I've got a handout we can post when, when you want to. It's got uh, all the five hindrances on it and all of the antidotes that we talked about last night just so you can keep it clear, and we'll post that. Okay, okay so today's, uh, or this morning's um, talk is going to be about the five daily uh, recollections. So what you have in the, five, in the sets of five things to do, uh, before, after a sit, and then the, the one, one of the five things is the, are the hindrances. Just keep it near your cushion so you can have it throughout the remainder of the retreat because you're going to want to refer to it as part of your homework. Um, But I'm going to sort of take us through them this morning in a guided contemplation. But first, let me uh, say a word about meditation versus guided contemplation or contemplation. Meditation is about noticing when we're distracted, relaxing the body, and coming back to the breath or, or metta, if we're using that as an access method, or the body sweep. So that's meditation. It's what, kind of what we do before we get into access concentration. Meditation sometimes provides insight, but the focus isn't necessarily insight. For our purposes, it's to get the mind concentrated. Contemplation, on the other hand, um, is about getting insights. You can, it involves thinking about something like the five daily recollections. 
It's solely geared towards insight, including insight into yourself. The only rule about contemplation is that you must stay on topic. Otherwise, you're going to get in a distraction. But just like meditation, when you, when you get distracted, because you will, relax the body and come back to the topic of the contemplation. It's harder to detect distractions in contemplations because contemplations, just like distractions, um, are in words and sentences and paragraphs. It involves thinking. So you have to really be on your toes. So in this particular contemplation that we're going to do this morning on the five daily reflections, I'll say one of them out loud, which you'll repeat out loud. And then I'll say something about it to give you something to contemplate silently. And if you think of something better than what I've suggested, use what you've thought of. So the purpose of contemplating the five daily reflections is to reduce our fear of of them, of what their main message is, by turning towards them. That's how we reduce our fear, by turning towards what we're afraid of. So we're going to bring our full presence to bear upon these topics. Okay, so we'll get in a comfortable position. We'll just put the mind on the breath for just a few moments to get started. I am of the nature to get old. I am not exempt from old age. Repeat. Is this true? Is it true that you're of the nature to get old and not exempt from old age? And how do you react to that truth?
what are some of the things I do to cover it up? The truth of getting older. I may choose to continue doing those things, but can I do them without being in denial of the truth that I'm of the nature to get old? How do I feel about parts of my body not working as well as they used to? Are there things that I can do to help my body in the process of getting older? Like acceptance? Exercise? Eating better? Will I get uglier? Do I look about as good right now as I'm ever going to look?
How do I view people whom I consider old? Do I discount them? As somehow different than my nature to get old too. And how will I want to be viewed and treated when I am old? I am of the nature to get diseased. I am not exempt from disease. Please repeat. Is this true? 
And if so, how do you react to it? I might assume that I'm going to be healthy, but has this been true in the past? During those times when I am feeling healthy, am I grateful? When I'm sick, do I consider using that time as an opportunity to meditate as practice for the dying process?
And how do I treat other people who are sick or in pain or have been diagnosed with an illness? Do I discount them as somehow different from not my nature to get diseased? And how do I want to be treated when I'm sick? Or otherwise diseased? And what about if I were diagnosed with an illness? How would I want to be present with that? How would I want to be treated?
I am of the nature to die. I am not exempt from death. Is this true? And if so, how do I react to it? Will this body really become a corpse? Can I even imagine it as one? What will help me the most in the dying process? To let go.
Is it true that I really can't bargain with death? Is my lifespan really decreasing continuously? Does the truth of death inspire samvega, the Pali word for spiritual urgency? Samvega.
all that is mine, dear and delightful, will change and vanish. Is this true? And if so, how do I react to its truth? Suppose I have some object that is precious to me and it gets lost. What's my reaction? What if it is stolen or broken beyond repair? What's my reaction? It's okay to enjoy the possessions we love, but if we're attached, 
that may bring dukkha in light of this truth that all that is mine, dear and delightful, will change and vanish in one way or another. And does this reflection apply to the people I love as well? My pets, my plants. And if so, how do I react to that truth? My intentional thoughts, speech, and action have consequences. Is this true?
And how do I react to that truth? We are born of our karma. And every moment we are reborn. Our experience in this moment is conditioned by our previous actions together with our current actions. And my thoughts, my words, my deeds in this moment condition the next one. Can we take responsibility for how we respond to our current experience rather than always blaming the triggers of our lives? born of my karma. We're related to our karma. Our relationship with karma is the closest relationship we'll really ever have. It's more important to pay attention to my current actions than to my relatives to determine whom I will become in this life.
to determine whom I will become in the next moment. I am related to my karma. I'm supported by it. Can we be proactive instead of passive about the people with whom we choose to associate with? about the things we choose to read. Or watch on TV or YouTube. Or see at the movies. These choices will be my support system. I am supported by my karma. And we will inherit our karma. Everything we become is a result of our actions or the actions of others, good or evil. We are the unfolding of a process of the actions of ourselves, our family, our friends, our acquaintances, the community in which we live. This is our inherited conditioning. I will inherit my karma.
We are born of our karma. We are related to it. We're supported by it, by the things we consume. And we inherit it, good or evil, from all those around us. Can we make choices in the present moment that might change the trajectory of unwholesome karma? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.